Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Newark City Schools podcast. My name is Seth Roy, and I am the Community Outreach Coordinator for the District. In this episode, I spoke with the Newark City Schools recipients of the Leaders for Learning Award. The Licking County Foundation honors teachers countywide every year with the Leaders for Learning Award. Recipients are selected by principals and superintendents based on a teacher's belief that all students can and want to learn. Recipients receive an art glass apple and the opportunity to apply for a $500 grant every year through the foundation. At the high school, French teacher and 1990 Newark High School graduate, Madam Julie Porter won the award. Wilson Middle School language arts teacher Shelley Herman and elementary math coach Rachel Fielhauer also each won the award. I spoke with each of them in separate interviews recently. I'm here with uh, Julie Porter, one of the recipients of the 2015 Leaders for Learning Award. I have taught French for 18 years. Occasionally I have taught English as well, um, but mainly in summer school. That's my my other certification um, is in English, but I really um, prefer teaching French. It's it's pretty fun. Um, and I guess, you know, I feel like 18 years have gone by pretty quickly, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it must be fun, so. Uh, all 18 years here at Newark High School? No, or? I did, um, I first taught at Marietta, okay. uh, Marietta High School and, and Middle School, um, and then a job opened here, and since I was from Newark, um, I got this job and was able to come back home, so that was nice. Okay. How long have you been here in Newark? 15 years. 15 years, okay. Um, so you're from Newark, are you a graduate? I am. Okay. So yep. Nineteen What made you want to come back to Newark and teach? Well, um, I guess, you know, of course, family um, mm-hmm. being here was part of it. But, um, you know, I really liked Newark High School um, when I was here as a student. Um, and I guess I was, I was enough removed that I didn't feel like I was still a student here. Right. Um, but it ended up being pretty neat because I was able to teach with some of my own teachers, um, and they've since retired, but, um, but yeah, so that was a, a neat experience. But I knew it was, you know, a good school to be at. So. Uh, I guess who are some of the teachers you had that inspired you to become a teacher? Well, there were a lot. I just um, this weekend ran into my fifth grade teacher, and you know she was a wonderful teacher. Um, but but especially for French, Gail Waite, um, who was here for many years, um, and she still comes back and subs for me oh. <laughs> and does things for me to help me out. Um, but but she was a wonderful teacher. Um, I had so many wonderful teachers. Um, I really didn't think at the time that I went to college that I wanted to be a teacher, even though. Um, I had a couple of teachers that told me I would be. They just told me, they said, oh, you're gonna be a teacher <laughs> when, when you're uh, out of college. I said, no, I'm not, <laughs> but I did. <laughs> I did become a teacher after all, so. Okay. What, um, where did you go to college? I went to Wittenberg. Okay. Saw, yeah. the, saw the sticker up there. What do you enjoy about it? What keeps you excited about coming to work? You know, um, Teaching French, I just, I feel like there are so many things you do with it. Um, You know, because you have so many different skills that you're working on, um, you know, you're teaching reading, writing, speaking, listening. Um, In in most cases, 
um, especially if you're teaching French one, you're teaching students that have never done anything like this in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, they are complete beginners. And to see how they, you know, grow throughout the year and can do things by the end of the year is really kind of exciting. You know, they, they go through the most growth that first year. Um, but a lot of times it's, I don't know, it really is just fun. I mean, not every day. And sometimes you have a bad class that really, oh, you know, can be challenging. But, um, but really, I, I find it a fun thing to do. Um, you know, we, I, I make them sing a lot of songs, <laughs> but um, a lot of those are, you know, memory songs to help them remember stuff. Um, but I don't know. I just I find high school students to be very funny and intelligent and. You know they have their bad days but so do I mm -hmm. um, and and they're just interesting to be around you know why is um, obviously here in Newark High School we currently have Spanish and French mm -hmm. why are um, foreign languages and keeping those in a high school curriculum why is that important for students to learn? oh it's it's very important and and unfortunately as I've been a teacher we have seen these languages whittled away in importance. Um, when I was student teaching, Newark even had um, French and Spanish all the way in sixth grade. Mm. And we had four languages at the high school, and it's just been whittled away here and there. And, and you know, it has to do, I think, with all the testing, the importance that we place on the testing, and then some of the other areas just kind of start to disappear. Um, but. Now I'm thinking what your original question is. <laughs> uh, the, the importance of learning Oh, in language. high school. Oh, yeah. Um, I, for a lot of our students, they see it as a um, you know, college requirement. Mm -hmm. So in order to go to college, they need to have some foreign language. Um, and sadly, that's, that's what we do a lot of here. Um, and that's important. But, um, but really, if they're going to be, you know, out in the world um, doing things um, especially we see a lot of Spanish but frankly we're closer to a French-speaking country um, and they need to have some of those communication skills um, just learning a language um, helps you to communicate better um, it helps you to know your own language better um, but but being able to compete with um, you know other people other people internationally um, you know, we're, we're pretty limited in what we um, do with foreign languages here, so that's unfortunate, and that is an unfortunate thing that I've seen throughout the time I've been teaching. Um, so obviously I'm, I'm talking with you because you were, uh, the Licking County Foundation gives out the Leaders for Learning Award every year um, to teachers chosen by their administrators at the school at the, and at the district level. Um, and it's also a surprise for the teachers to receive it. So uh, what, um, I guess, what did you think when you, I, I guess you were called down to the office and there was mm -hmm. this group of people, what were you thinking when you walked in and saw the superintendent <laughs> and? I, I actually, all the way down to the office, I was trying to figure out what this could be and I really did assume that it was gonna be something negative. Um, <laughs> just, um, the person that came to get me, um, and we were doing some of our new testing, and she seemed very serious. <laughs> yeah. 
and told me that I needed to go down to the office to talk to the principal. So I just, I really assumed that it was something negative, but I really couldn't think of what it would be. So, so yeah, I was very surprised. Uh, and then when you found out what it was and, and you, you're receiving this award that is chosen by uh, peers and um, by administrators, what, uh, I guess, how did that make you feel? What did you oh. think about it? It, it, it's just an amazing award um, and you know I have known other people that received this award and they were very good teachers so I'm very humbled um, by the fact that I received it um, you know but it, it really is something very special um, and then back to, uh, to French I uh, spoke recently with a couple students who went on a trip to France mm -hmm. Um, that uh, sounds like something, not necessarily to France maybe, but you do some sort of French student trip every couple years. Yes. Um, what are some of the places that you've been able to go and that you've been able to take students to, to experience? Um, we, we mainly, of course, go to France. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've tried to offer going to Canada, but the kids are like, no, I want to go to <laughs> France. Um, uh, and especially, obviously, we go to Paris. Um, this year we went to Nice, which is in the south of France, which um, is really a beautiful place and shows them a, a totally different view. Because um, Paris is, is like going to New York. There's just so much to see. It's a little overwhelming. Um, and seeing a different part of the country is kind of nice. Um, for me, some of the most powerful um, trips have been when we went to Normandy, which we've done several times with students. Um, because there is such a connection there um, with the U.S. involvement um, in World War II in Normandy, and and it's it's there's a lot of very interesting things to see there in museums. Um, a couple of years ago, um, our last trip for this year, um, we went with the Spanish students and went to Spain as well, um, okay. which I had never in my life thought I wanted to go to Spain, and then it was a really interesting experience too. So, and, and that was neat too, because um, we had never done a, a combined trip before. And when we were in Spain, the Spanish students were helping the French students mm -hmm. figure things out. And then when we got to France, vice versa. So, so that was, you know, a neat thing to see too. So in, uh, when students are taking French or Spanish, or, um, obviously you're learning the language, but how much of it is also learning the culture? We try, we try to explain things. That's, that's actually some of the funniest stuff that, that will come up. Um, for instance, we start at the very beginning of French 1 with differences in how you greet each other. And, you know, in, in France they give kisses on the cheek and, you know, we'd never practice it, you know, because we just can't. That's one of those differences. Um, but even some of the funnier things, like we'll discuss like how bathrooms might be different. Um, mm -hmm. But, but really, it is a hard thing um, to explain unless you go visit a place and you're there. Um, we were, we've been talking about this in my AP class because um, part of their test, they have to do a cultural comparison. And it's very hard um, because they're doing very you know, complicated topics, um, but they've got to try to compare what it's like in a French-speaking country and here, and, and that is hard if you don't have that personal experience. Mm -hmm. So, so it's, it, it is one of the things that we try to, you know, work in there as well, um, but it can be a hard thing to, to explain too. Uh, when you were in high school or in college, did you have, uh, you know, trips like, did you go to France and, 
Oddly, I did not. <laughs> um, there was a very good program um, when I was in high school where they went for, um, I believe it was two full weeks, um, if not more, um, and was an actual exchange. But for some reason, I didn't end up going on that trip. Um, I, I don't know. I thought I'd missed too much school or something <laughs> like that. But um, in college, I did um, spend a summer in France. Um, I, I didn't do study because I was kind of person that worried too much about studying so I just went and lived with a family um, which that was a really uh, good thing for me to do mm-hmm. because for me my speaking skills were always uh, pretty low I was always afraid to speak and that's actually for most students that's true that's that's their the thing they want to do the least is speak right. because they're afraid of saying something wrong whereas if you're writing it you can edit it um, but they're really afraid to speak and I was too and um, so it helped me to have to, to do that um, right. with real French speakers. So, now I've you know, been in and out of some of the classes before. In AP French, do you just speak in French the whole time? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so we we try to to edge them up to that, um, and and some people believe that you should just do everything in the language. Um, from the very beginning, which that can be good. It involves lots of charades and gestures and things, um, but it can also be a lot really frustrating for a lot of kids. So um, by the time they're in that fourth year, yeah, they should be doing everything in French or Spanish, and, and we do too, yeah, which is challenging for us too. So. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rachel Fielhauer. Um, I'm actually a K-5 math coach, which is a brand new position in the district this year. So I rotate between all seven elementary buildings and I basically help teachers with math instruction. Sometimes I will work with groups of students. Um, I do a lot of professional development for teachers, but I'm kind of a resource person to really help um, with math. And before this, where did you teach? So I started at North Elementary, which is no longer there anymore. Um, But I taught there third grade and then uh, went to Legend Elementary and taught third grade for a couple more years and then moved to fifth grade. So I've been teaching for 14 years. Okay. And uh, we were talking before, you've always been in Newark City Schools. Uh, You went to college at Ohio State. Newark. Right. Um, what is it about Newark City Schools, I guess, when you were getting your job that attracted you to the community? And then also, obviously, you've stayed here for mm-hmm. yeah. for your entire career. What What do you like about the school district and the community? Well, it's been very, it's been very welcoming. I mean, I, um, I drove out here for years, <laughs> so I was kind of familiar with the community when I went through college, mm-hmm. and then my job kind of came from that, from some of the connections that I had made through that. Um, I feel like I've made some great contacts in the community and in the schools. Um, I mean, for the most part, everybody's been really supportive, and it's, it's, it's just been a lot of fun to teach. Good. Uh, what about your current role where you're not uh, in the classroom all the time as much anymore. What do you enjoy about being a math coach? It's been really eye-opening this year. (laughs) Um, Instead of just seeing one classroom, now I get to see 
many classrooms and many levels. And my background is third and fifth grade. So mm -hmm. for me to go into a kindergarten classroom and a first grade classroom and see the math from that perspective um, has been really interesting. And I think it's really helped me then to help some of those third, fourth, and fifth grade teachers to kind of see this is where your kids have come from. Mm -hmm. um, it's been different. It's been a little sad not having you know, my group of kids <laughs> yeah. all year long, so I missed out on some of that. But, um, you know, the teachers that I've worked with this year have been extremely welcoming of me coming in and working with their kids, modeling a lesson, so I kind of get my classroom fixed from there. Um, but it's just, it's been great. And going to different buildings, I mean, you, teaching is pretty isolating sometimes mm -hmm. because you're kind of in that one building in that one classroom all day long. And now I get to see so much more. And it's, it's been awesome. And you've also done some work uh, on the school district website. Uh, we have um, Parent Math Academy. Yeah, K-5 Parent Math Academy. I'm trying mm -hmm. to remember what the title that was. <laughs> um, where you've done some work on trying to make the concepts that are taught because they're a little bit different, mm -hmm. um, trying to make them clearer for parents. Um, what, what have you learned from... Uh, working on those lessons or, or that material that kind of helps on the teaching and also? Well, I think um, sometimes we just assume the parents are going to just kind of go along with us, <laughs> mm -hmm. and we need to teach them too. Um, this year has been really a year of change. Um, you know, we have new standards, new math curriculum for us at the elementary level, um, new state testing that assesses everything that we're teaching for the first time. So that's a lot of change. Um, and one of the goals that I've had from the beginning has been how can I support the parents in that? How can we teach the parents as I'm also teaching the teachers? Mm -hmm. And um, I've tried to put, you know, as I find resources that pop up, I've tried to put on websites, um, videos, anything that I can do for them that will, that will help them with their child. Right. Um, um, I assume in 14 years in education, you know, talked about it's a new curriculum this year. Uh, we've probably seen a couple of those mm -hmm. in the past 14 years. Um, how is it from a teaching perspective, you know, obviously at, at some point math is math. You learn how to count and, and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. add and subtract and everything. But the way that it's taught, how much time does that take for a teacher to get around you know, just a different process and, and talking a little bit differently about it. Well, it's interesting because the standards, the standards have not changed as much, I think, as people think. They've moved some things around from different grade levels that are a little more appropriate for that age level. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and there are some different ways ways to teach that might look a little bit different to parents and even to some of the teachers. Um, I think what we're trying to do more in math now is getting them to understand and not just follow rules. So when we were taught math, and I know I can use myself as an example, when I was taught math, I was really great at memorizing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I could memorize facts. I had no problem with that. I could follow the rules of an algorithm so I knew to carry the one and drop it down and do all of that. I had no idea why I was doing what I was doing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it and it really hurt when I got further on in, in math in high school because I really realized I don't understand some of the basics. I don't understand some of the place value and really how numbers work and why I'm doing these tricks that I'm doing. 
So I think what we're trying to do is um, really build those concepts with the students. Mm -hmm. So it might seem to to parents, I think, and to teachers sometimes too, that, oh, it's taking a little bit longer, and why don't you just show them the shortcut? But the payoff is we're getting them to really understand the math. And I'm mm -hmm. seeing that this year. I'm seeing first graders that at the end of the year, you know, I just tested some today, we were adding two-digit plus two-digit numbers. And it was awesome. They had their own way of doing it, but they could get to the answer quickly. And it wasn't the traditional way that, you know, you stack it and you carry and you do all of that, but they understood it. And that's where they are as first graders. Mm -hmm. And to get first graders to be able to add two-digit plus two-digit at the end of the year, that's awesome. So. It's neat that uh, I know how much work um, you and, and obviously teachers and staff district-wide have, have put into this. It must be neat to see it at the end of the year mm. um, paying off somewhat, and hopefully it'll just continue. Um, so obviously I'm talking with you because you were one of the Leaders for Learning Award recipients, uh, which is always a surprise. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, <laughs> For this one, you were called. Well, actually, I think you had just happened to come down to the office. You yeah. were going to be called, <laughs> and then you happened to come down to the office, and and you were called to the office while you were standing there. Um, <laughs> what, uh, I guess, what were you thinking? Was it a surprise? Oh, it was total surprise! Total mm -hmm. surprise! I mean, I I walked down the hallway, and um, Mr. Ute was standing in the hallway, and I just said good morning. Walked into the office. There were all these people there. Still, did not put it together <laughs> that I that it had anything to do with me. I was going down to pick up a testing booklet and and test some students. So, um, yeah, big surprise. But uh, what a great honor! I mean, that was really that was really something. <laughs> Uh, what uh, the award, um, the Licking County Foundation um, hands out the award and, and has a nice glass apple and, and then an opportunity for grant money in the future. Um, but the, the winners are chosen by um, building administrators and, and district administrators, the superintendent and uh, the um, curriculum directors. And what does it mean as a, as a teacher to have, um, to be recognized by your it's the people you work with every day. Yeah, it's it's really nice. I mean, I I um, told somebody who was asking me about it earlier. You know, we don't go into teaching for the recognition, <laughs> but it is nice for people to notice um, and to realize that you know we all put a lot of work into our jobs. And I mean, I look at I look at the elementary buildings that I work with. There's not a teacher um, out there at the elementary level who is not working. Um, you know, working so hard every single day for their students. So for for one person, and it's a shame it can only be one person at that level, but right. for, for me to be recognized, yeah, it just really, it, it's, a, it's a big honor and humbling and, uh, yeah, still trying to get over the shock of it, I think. <laughs> all right, well, that's all I had. Thank you very much. All right, thank you. Hey, I'm here with uh, Shelly Herman uh, of uh, Wilson Middle School, who was also a Leader for Learning Award recipient. Um, Shelly, what do you teach here at Wilson? I teach eighth grade language arts, and this is my second year at Wilson. Okay. Where were you before Wilson? I was at Legend. Okay. And actually, I was at Legend before it was Legend, when it was oh. North. Okay. That 
the only other building in the district that I've been in. How so. long have you been with Newark? Since 2002. I was hired in 2002. So what um, was behind your move to eighth grade to from what what grade did you teach in legend? I went I when I was hired in 2002 I was hired to teach fourth grade. Okay. I taught fourth grade for five years. I taught fifth grade for three years and then I taught second grade for three years and I went from second grade to eighth grade. Yes. What, um, I guess, what did you, <laughs> why? Why did yeah. you want to make that move? I, um, I have a 1-8 license. Okay. I have the old license. And I also have my reading endorsement for K-12. And I have my master's in literacy. So the year that I came here, there were a few positions open for language arts. And it has always kind of crossed my mind. I student taught in fifth grade. I, I, I like the intermediate grades. So I thought, well, maybe I'll just interview for it and see what happens. It might be a nice change. It would be good experience to see what actually happens when they go to the middle school. Because, you know, when you teach fifth grade, you, you don't get to see them anymore because they leave and go to the middle school. So I thought it would be kind of exciting and just something different. Mm -hmm. And since I have the ability to move around because of the 1-8 license. I thought I'd give it a shot. I wasn't sure if they'd really take me seriously as a candidate <laughs> interviewing for an eighth grade position from second grade, but they did. So it's been an interesting and good change. Mm -hmm. So good what, experience. Uh, guess what have you enjoyed about it? What is, I assume there obviously is a big difference between a second grader and an eighth grader. Mm -hmm. What, you know, what ways are you challenged that well, the biggest difference is I went from self-contained, where I had, you know, 24, 25 students all day, and I taught everything, to teaching one subject but having many more students. So for me, it's been an adjustment because I don't feel like I have as much time to get, them, get to know them yeah. and spend with them because I only have them for 80-some minutes as opposed to the entire day. So that took some getting used to just – and also having to – quote, share them with, another, with other teachers and that they're not just mine and my responsibility all year. Right. So uh, honestly, that's been more of a change than the curriculum or anything like that, procedures. It's really just been adjusting to going from self-contained to teaching one subject. Okay. So, uh, What are you, you mentioned you have a strong uh, literacy background, your, your master's in that. What are um, some of your favorite things to teach uh, in this class, in either books that you're that you've gone through, or I really liked. We spend a lot of time on the Holocaust. Okay. We read um, the play version of the Diary of Anne Frank. I really liked that. Um, the students really like learning more about Anne Frank um, and kind of getting the historical perspective. Um, we did a new unit this year on Greek mythology. It was brief. I was piloting it. And um, we only spent a few weeks on it, but they, the students really liked it and okay. really had fun with it. And then they had to write their own myths as well. So it was nice to be able to tie in the writing easily with that. Those were a lot of fun. Um, I like, I just like reading mm -hmm. the novels at this age level. And there's so much good fiction out there right now and so many good series to read. So even in my free time, I like to read some of the young adult right. fiction that's out there. Seem like they're pretty easy, easier reading, but action-packed. Yes, yeah. Like I, uh, I 
read the Hunger Games mm-hmm. after doing a, a newspaper story about it and um, just got sucked right in. Yeah, and, and then you just, before you know it, you've read the whole series. And, yep. Yeah. Do, with the Hunger Games, um, sort of they're the, the fault in our stars. I know it was a movie. I know mm-hmm. Insurgent was a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, does, does going over those books and, and those series being popular in movies and things like that, does that encourage students to read or encourage them to watch the movie and then... I think a lot of them will go see the movie and then they'll pick up the book. Mm-hmm. Or it, they'll pick up the next book in the series because they know, like with The Hunger Games, they're turning the entire series into a movie. So they'll see the movie, will read the first one, and then want to continue reading the series. So it definitely sparks their interest. And I think a lot of times once they read the book, they realize how different the two are especially with things like insurgent and that series because books are so detailed and go into so much depth they just can't include it all in the movies so um yeah i think it does spark their interest um and it's funny because sometimes they don't realize that the book's been out for a few years and they had no idea but then they go and see the movie with their friends and then want to read the book so yeah um we're talking you've been with newark since 2002 Mm -hmm. how did you find Newark or how did you come here? (laughs) Um, I actually, I went to Ohio University and when I graduated from Ohio University, I moved to Wilmington, North Carolina and I taught in Jacksonville, um, second grade for a year and I moved back in the summer in July, which is getting close to, you know, it's kind of hard to find a teaching job in July. So I did my Ohio reef application and Newark actually contacted me the next morning it oh. hadn't had even it, I had activated it that evening and they called the next morning and I drove down for an interview and I was actually um, I was interviewed by Kara Riddle and then interviewed by Ellen Cooper mm-hmm. um, who is still principal at Legend right. she actually was the principal that ended up hiring me so they she offered me the fourth grade position and I had some friends who were in the area and I didn't really know much about it but so I kind of fell on my lap and I took it. So that's, and I've been here ever since. <laughs> so. Um, I'm saying I'm talking with you because of the Leaders for Learning Award. Um, when uh, you were actually of the three that were presented, the only one that had students in, in, oh. <laughs> in the room also. And so you were teaching and in walks the superintendent and the principal and a couple people you don't know. and. What um, what was going through your mind as all these people were filing into your room? Well, I didn't think much about it when I saw Mr. Ute because he comes around pretty often and pops in and things like that. But when everyone keeps coming yeah. and everyone's in suits and dressed up and you're like, okay. Um, but everyone was smiling. So I'm like, it can't be bad. Right. It has to be good. Now, I was nominated for Teacher of the Year a while ago. I think I was I was still teaching fourth grade and they did the same thing to me oh. where we were on a tour actually we had taken the fourth graders over to Central Intermediate okay and we were on our tour and they came and found me on the tour with the whole group of administrators so I kind of knew something was up when the administrators kept coming in but I had no idea that it was for that award right. I mean I see it every year on right. the website and I see the people with their apples but I, yeah, I was not expecting that, so. <laughs> what, uh, 
with this award, it's presented by the Licking County Foundation, mm -hmm. and um, but ultimately kind of chosen by the building administrators and by the district administrators, by the superintendent and um, and, and people. I always say downtown, but at the Roosevelt Building. Right. Now, um, <laughs> what did it mean to you to be recognized by your peers and you know the people you work with mm -hmm. every day? It's. I mean, it's a huge honor, especially because it's not just your. It, they are your peers, but, you know, they're also your supervisors mm -hmm. and, you know, they come in and, and evaluate you and different things like that. So to be recognized out of all, I mean, it's a large district, right. and to be recognized out of everyone that they see on walkthroughs and see on evaluations and see from day to day, I mean, it's nice. It's, it's exciting and it's, um, you know, it's just nice to hear kind words like that. I liked that. Um, they read a yeah. few things that were written and so yeah I mean it's always a surprise and it's not like you expect to get a big pat on your back every day but right. you know it's it's rewarding yeah. when someone has nice things to say about you so Definitely. yeah all right that's all I had okay thank you very much thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of the Newark City Schools podcast. You can find all of our podcasts by searching for Newark City Schools on iTunes and on SoundCloud, or by visiting newarkcityschools.org and searching for podcasts. Please follow us on Twitter at Newark underscore schools, and find us on Facebook by searching for Newark City Schools. If you have suggestions for future episodes, please email me at sroy at laca.org. Again, that's S-R-O-Y at L-A-C-A dot O-R-G. Have a great day. It's a great time to be a cat. <laughs>